Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Star Tribune's Talking Preps. I'm Jim Paulson with David LeVake and today we have a very special guest, Charles Adams III, the uh, uh, football coach for Minneapolis North, um, former Minneapolis police officer and uh, a man who's uh, made a huge difference in the lives of so many kids on the north side of Minneapolis and uh, is deservedly getting an awful lot of recognition and notoriety recently for uh, for the, the contributions he's made. And uh, Charles, I just want to say thank you for joining us here. We sure appreciate you, you coming on with us. You know, Jim, it's always a pleasure, uh, especially when you and Dave call. You know, I'm always there for you because you guys are always looking out for us and our community and our boys. So I truly appreciate it. Uh, appreciate being here. First of all, let me ask you, um, Sunday was a big day for the North Sides. Um, one of, one of uh, uh, your former players, Tyler Johnson, playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, how cool is that? Tell me about your thoughts on having uh, Tyler Johnson in the, in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. You know what? I mean, I think it's what every kid dreams of, you know, not only making it to the NFL, but having a chance to play in the, in the Super Bowl and then winning it. So I can imagine how his phone is blowing up. And, you know, I mean, everybody in this community are just so proud of him, you know. And, uh, you know, to me, being the hard, the hard, hardcore coach, um, I knew this was going to happen. I've been telling everybody this is going to happen. So it really, uh, it's, it's refreshing, but it doesn't surprise me one bit. What does it mean to the community? I mean, when you have someone like Tyler Johnson that you can hold up as a, as a, a role model, someone that kids can aspire to, that, that the people in the community can relate to and feel proud to say, hey, I knew him. I watched him growing up. Um, what, what does that mean to that Northside community? You know, it, it really gives, you know, the, the Northside community, uh, you know, some assurance and, and like hope knowing that you don't have to go to the to the suburban schools. You don't have to go to where it's more money or where there's, there's better facilities. You we we can produce those type of talents and those type of individuals in our own community. And I think that's what's the biggest thing that people don't realize. I've always been a person that'd be like, hey, I want the kids that are here. You know, I don't have to go to the outside suburb to, to get football players and to get kids to come play for me. I want the kids that are in North Minneapolis because that's where I'm from. You know, it kind of strikes me as odd. I think back about first time I interviewed him and it was actually at a, one of uh, Larry McKenzie's basketball practices. And he had already been making waves as a quarterback for, for you guys. So I think he's, even as a freshman, he'd been noticing him, um, Tyler. And I asked him, I said, uh, are you a basketball player or a football player? Are you, do you see yourself playing basketball or football in college? And he said, basketball, of course. <laughs> for sure, it was going to be basketball. So it's interesting to see him now being a, such a standout on a football field and uh, seeing where his talents lie. As a coach, what do you see? When now seeing, looking at it from a coach's prism, looking at him um, as what he's accomplishing on the field, what he's doing, what do you see? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I knew he would be a football player. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if you let everybody else tell it, 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 he didn't even play football here. He just only played basketball. That's 
Um, but you know, that's a different story. Um, that's my little inside joke that I have. I'm like, you know, he did, you know, he played football at North too, you know. <laughs> but um, for the for the most part, you know, I you know, I see, um, you know, Jim, just look at it this way. I we encourage kids to be involved in activities so that we can continue to mentor them. That's why I became a track coach. Not because I knew anything about track, but that gave me another time period to work with those kids that I that I coach in the fall. So taking those type of opportunities, so we want kids to play football. We want kids to play basketball. We want kids to wrestle if they're not playing basketball. We want kids to play baseball if they're not running track. Now we got three seasons to keep them you know, together. That's what's most important. So Tyler was, was an athlete. So it was, if he had an opportunity to go to college free, then we all win, regardless of what sport he's playing. Um, between you and you and me, when, when you watch the games and you're pulling for him, and, you know, I, I think everybody here is pulling for him to, you see the game against the Saints where he makes that amazing catch, or he, He's, he's a, and you see against the Packers when he has a first down catch over the middle. You know, inside you're cheering. And in that, I think the Packers game, a pallet ball went through his hands in the first quarter. Yeah. You find yourself cringing a little bit. He sees him like that. like, oh, my goodness, there was an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But Tyler knows, and he, 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 when you ask him, he'll tell you, I don't, I don't play that, the, 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 the misassignment thing. So. I don't, I don't care who he played for. I don't care who throwing on the ball. He better catch it. <laughs> and I tell him that. I tell him, you better stay on his blocks. You better catch them balls. And you better get down there on special teams. And I'll tell him that. I, I told him, I don't care if you play for, with, with, with uh, Tom Brady. You, you better get on your blocks. You better catch that ball. Does he still contact you for information, for advice? Oh, absolutely. I'm coach. <laughs> I'm coach. I'm coach. I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not an NFL coach, but I ain't stupid. You know, I got eyes and, and I know how to motivate him. And, and right now in the point of his life, he is, I, we cannot afford for him to get complacent. Um, it's just, it's important for him to continue to, to work hard and, and, and always want to strive to do better. Charles, I wanted to throw a question at you. This is David. Um, when I interview kids who are the Star Tribune Metro Players of the Year or uh, Mr. Miss Hockey's, you know, the different individual awards, I always ask the athletes, you know, were you, was your trajectory always leading you here? Uh, or was there a time where you didn't make one of the top teams in the youth ranks? Was there a year that you had to deal with injury? Try to kind of get a sense of what kind of adversity uh, that they dealt with. What about that with Tyler? Was you know you've known him since he was a very little guy. Was he always heading this way, or were there moments where uh, either maybe you know, there was a team he didn't make, or he was dealing with injury, or you needed to pull him aside and say, "Hey, you know, you got to get your head on straight here, young man." Was was there anything like that, or was he always just kind of flying high and and, and just heading to where he got? I um you know that that's the whole part of not me not put our pushing young men to be great. So um, those conversations of, hey, man, get, get, your, get, get, get your act together. Um, let's get ready, you know, let, you know, on to the next play. Those are always conversations that I always have. Um, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, it made it 
easier coaching Tyler because of his leadership on the field. And he really actually got the same kind of command and respect that coaches would have when he was out there. And, and, and even just coming to practice, you know, it was like, you know, if guys came to practice late, he's like, man, come on, man. Like, what's up? Like getting at dudes. We didn't have to say anything. And it was, uh, you know, his following and, and his, his teammates respecting him is something that I hadn't seen in a while until, you know, obviously we get a Zach Yeager that comes in our program and Terrence Kamara guys and so on and so forth. But that foundation was set by Tyler Johnson. You know, you talk about uh, some other guys in your program, and that's a really good point. Is It's not just Tyler Johnson. You did have, I think, three players go Division One this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Terrence yeah. went to Northern Iowa. Um, Zach went to North Carolina and A&T. Is that correct? Yeah. And, we, um, and Actually, you know, and people are forgetting about, you know, Omar Brown was All-American last year. So, you yeah. know, probably a year or two, he'll, he'll probably, you know, his name will be called in the draft. Um, and I know you guys remember Jameer Jackson. So, I mean, he's getting ready to finish up college soon. So, I mean, you got in the next few years, you got you got some guys from our program that would definitely be on a professional level. And, and that that makes things even, you know, when you say, well, what, what can you do next year? It's like, man, you got young kids coming to your program being inspired by guys that have graduated and have had success. And then you're like, man, now you're saying, oh, this kid can be like this. Oh, man, I see this. And it's like every year, it's like, that's what's so exciting. You know, you had another uh, young man, uh, Devon Townley, who made a splash just recently. Um, I remember I talked to him in December, and he said he had made a decision. He wasn't going to tell anybody. Um, And then he comes out, and he's going to uh, Penn State. And that's a pretty huge commitment. And that's that's big-time Division I football. Tell me a little bit about Devon's commitment there and, and you know, how involved were you in, in that decision? You know, um, this this year for recruiting has been um, really tough. Um, obviously, you can communicate a lot easier with the Zoom and stuff like that, but not the, the traditional, you know, coaches coming to see you and, um, you know, kind of breaking, getting transcripts and everything was digital this year. Now, when Devon... Uh, told you that he wasn't gonna tell nobody. He 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 stayed to that because I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know. I honestly thought it was another school that he had told me a couple months ago. And when I got that call from Coach Franklin uh, the weekend before, I was like, "Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> state it is." <laughs> no, he's a kid that only played uh, football for two years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much did you try to get him to come out before that? Were you, he were came you out. He came out his freshman year. He came out his freshman year, and he was, you know, a big, long kid. And he was, uh, he was like, I want to play receiver. And at the time, I'm like, you know, we had, we had, you know, Nas, we had some receivers, man. We had Nas, Lamine, Tay Tay, uh, Taylor Johnson. Like we had guys that were legit, you know. <laughs> So, you know, he wasn't going to be able to, to see the field. Um, and then we didn't see him his sophomore year. Then he came back his junior year, and we figured that if we, you know, coached him right up at technique on defense, he went against Quint, uh, Quintrell Jamison Travis, who was our, you know, our all-everything on offensive defense. 
he was giving control problems in practice. And we're like, this kid is going to be a force on defense then. So, uh, you know, and then right there, the confidence just, you know, shot up. You can't coach a 6-7. I mean, like, the effort, his energy, 6-7 is 6-7 in the NFL. No. In NBA, ain't nobody 6-7 posting up. You know what I'm saying? All them dudes is six eight and above bringing that ball down the court. So uh, a lot of kids are starting to realize that the, being the multi-sport athlete is what, what makes the most sense. How much pride do you take in looking at where this North program has gone? What you've been able to do with this team and and, and uh, the, the players and that, that have come out of it and the kids that have gone through it and the fact that you're looked at and your team is looked at as one of the elite teams in the state. How much personal pride do you take in that? You know what? Um, it, it it's a it takes a village. You know, I, I I could not, you know. And one thing that's not said enough is like you know, like you know, you never hear the the Tom Lockemeyers or the or the Ricky Plunkets or you know, or you, you never hear you never hear the the, the, the Tim Lawrence's and, and, and the Charlie Adams. Those are guys that were instrumental in all these guys developments as, as assistants and coordinators. Um, and those are the guys that really got these kids and have been getting these kids to the level, uh, you know, coach L coach Claude. Um, those are the guys that keep the wheels running, you know, in, in, in this organization, you know, yeah, obviously I'm the head coach, but I would be nowhere in this, this organization without, you know, the grinding and the expertise and the hard work of, of the assistants and the coordinators that, help, you know, run. Oh, Beulah Verdell as well. You know, it, it's, it's just crazy. Like, we all have a piece to this. And um, I think my staff is what stands out of everything, just how diverse it is and just the wealth of knowledge that they have to help this program. It's got to be gratifying, Charles, as you rattle off those names. They, those kids uh, come from a lot of different classes. So this isn't just you're, you know, hanging a star on Tyler Johnson as your one shining example. It's not just one class that, that broke through and had a great season and then you kind of went into mediocrity. This has been – you've been producing great teams and great players that have gone on to do great things individually – uh, it's it's got to be gratifying to see. You know, we, we talk about creating a program and a culture, and I'm I'm sick to death with that term, but it really that really does exist at Minneapolis North now, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, Dave, the best way that we established that was we didn't make it. We don't make things about just one player and one person. And you know, yeah. 2016 when we won the championship, uh, 2015 we lost it, and 2015. Yeah. Uh, Tyler literally tried to do everything and put the whole game on his back. Well, Minnie was smart enough to know that one person can beat him. And um, a lot of our players were sitting back trying to see what Tyler would do and kind of follow his lead. Well, the next year, you know, we were counted out. Nobody even expected us to be, be where we're at because, you know, Tyler had left. But what I made everybody understand is, man, we only as good as everybody that suited up. So, you know, you know, it, if a team thinks all they got to do is stop one person to beat us, let's see. I bet you there ain't no team that can stop 50 of us. So, you know, that's the mindset that we have, you know, instead of me, you know, trying to put all my eggs in one basket, let's get everybody right. 
you know, I want to have four or five running backs. You know, I want to have, you know, you know, a bunch of guys, a bunch of receivers that that can contribute. You know, when you talk about Tyler Johnson, I, I joke with Tyler and I say, you ain't even the best quarterback I had. <laughs> I said, no, you have. I said, Zeke is Zeke Rogers. He said, how was that, coach? I said, because he the one that won me the championship. <laughs> so you got you got to keep him humble a little. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, I can I can give it, but I can take it as well. So, um, you know, but that that's just that's what it is about the North Side. You know, that's just what it is. Um, and and we 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 produce you know hell of an athletes, but you know the the main goal is to produce great young men in this in this in the society and and continue to push the program that way of great young men and get guys into college not necessarily have them to play football or play sports but get them to college Charles are you seeing the residuals in the in the north side when you walk down the streets you, you go through the neighborhood I mean that is where you grew up that is your home and we talked last summer about what you see when you go down the streets, particularly in, in light of the uh, turmoil and unrest last summer. When you go through the neighborhood, do you see the residuals of your program? Are you seeing things come through that makes you proud to say, yeah, a lot of that started with the program we're putting in right here? The number one thing is the turpin in lights. Like the turpin lights at, at, on the north side and like just lighting up, having a night practice. Like, wow. We got that here, and you know, and we, and, you know, we as a program had everything to do with getting that type of facility. So now it's like, man, but you know, just walking down, you know, going to to the stores, going to everywhere, and, and being acknowledged of the work that you do. That's that's great, and you know, obviously we, you know, we as a coaching staff, we aren't doing it for the recognition, but. It feels good. My daughter's always, uh, my youngest daughter, uh, Adria, she always complains that everywhere I go, somebody knows me. And it's, <laughs> and it's crazy because I'm, and I'm like, oh. and it's just, if we're going into the, the restaurant, they're like, coach, coach, hey, how you doing? We, we love this, that, that. And then my daughter's like, oh, here you go again. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, but that, that stuff feels good because um, you, you more or less, you, you always want to be viewed uh, positively um, in other people's eyes. I mean, because it could always go the wrong way. But you know that th- those are the things that just you know that warms my heart because um, you you never know who's watching. You know, I've been far away and, and I've had guys that you know older guys. I'm like, hey, I you know my mom, my dad, or I grew up you know over north. And I went to the original North High, and it's like stuff like that's great. You know, um, as far as uh, you go and what you've been able to accomplish, this is the one thing I've thought part of your success is how much you can identify with your players and how much you the players know you have their backs, that no matter what happens, you're going to be there for them. I've seen you in games um, get a little heated sometimes. And the, the players are getting here and you're over on the sidelines, you come across and, and you're, kind of, you're kind of backing them up. And there goes a, it goes a long way for a lot of the young guys to know that their coach is somebody who is an awful lot like them went through that has their uh, went through the entire uh, growing up in that area. How important is that for you to be able to demonstrate that to your guys to say that, you know, I'm not, I'm no different than you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm actually living this life. 
Yeah, that that makes that makes a world of difference. You can't you cannot be a person with these kids in this community encouraging them and telling them to do one thing and you're the other. You know, <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> you just can't you you can't. It, it, you can't tell them to do things and you can't, you don't do it. It, it just is. I'm not built like that. I never, I, I wasn't raised that way. Yeah, I'm going to fight for my kids. Um, and it, it, it makes sense that, you know, you definitely dealt with situations that have been hard and I had to stick up for my kids and I, I will continue to because we're not always treated um, appropriately, but you know, I, I gotta let my kids. I gotta lead by example. Let them know that hey, I'm here to back you up. When you're wrong, you're wrong. But if you're right, I'm I'm, I'm gonna stick up for you. Cat, you're you're wearing a Minnesota Twins hat. I can't let you go without asking about your new role with the Twins. Tell me, uh, how's that going? Is it satisfying? And the big thing: Are you going to be heading down to Florida soon to bask oh. in the sunshine and on the beaches for a while? Y'all lucky y'all caught me today because if you would have got me next week, I would have been uh, fully, I would have been fully in Fort Myers, uh, soaking up that sun. Mm. So I, I definitely, uh, I'm taking off on this weekend, and we'll be there until the remainder of, of spring training. So I feel sorry for y'all because I know Saturday <laughs> will be 40 below. So God bless y'all. But uh, everything is great. The, the Twins organization, when you say family family and, and, and I haven't even started you know just being on the road with the players but just the organization of being in the office it's a brotherhood I mean it's it's family and I'm so excited to be a part of an organization I've never been a part of anything like this um that's you know work related that is like people actually care about you as a person I'm not saying people in the police department didn't care about you but it was in and out, go to a call, do what you got to do, enforce, get it done. But this is different. I'm loving it. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Charles, I think you're a very sincere man, other than when you said you feel bad for us sitting here in 40 below. You don't care. You're out of here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you know what, Dave? Right? You, you know, Dave, you know, I don't hope, you know, I really don't care that y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all gonna be a lot tougher. You're getting soft away. You're getting soft. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I was like this season kind of softened me up a little bit, but I was blessed that we had opportunity to play. So I can't, I can't complain one bit. Charles, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate you coming on with this. This is a lot of fun. I always love to talk to you. Uh, best luck in, in, in everything you're doing in the future. And we'll, we'll be bugging you, so don't worry. You're not you haven't you got guys, you, you know you guys know how to get a hold of me. Uh, like I said, I always appreciate and you know, whenever you guys call me, I'm there. So I'm I'm look Dave, I'm looking forward to those days we get back to get either the ribs or get a uh, uh, um um Portillo's. I'm, 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 I'm for those days. Oh, you just, Charles is talking about the All Metro Coaches Dinner. I, I miss that as well. They're, they're a little bit of a challenge logistically to put together, but honestly, I felt in November when that time came around, it's like something's really missing. I, yeah. I enjoy, you know, you, those are the people you work with and you yeah. genuinely enjoy seeing them and you have relationships through work you built with them. And to not have that was just one more reminder, one more disappointment in all of this. But uh, yeah, I, I look forward to those days too, Charles. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and yeah. free food, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the plus. <laughs> That's a perk. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. All, All right. right. Appreciate y'all. Y'all take care. All right. Take care. You too. All right.